Moses and Elijah were seen talking with Jesus by Peter, James, and John. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What a day on a mountain. It was six days, a Friday worth of days, after Peter confessed Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. That sixth day, Jesus took them up a high mountain, not to see all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, but for his disciples to see his kingdom and his glory. But we are driven to something else besides what Peter and James and John saw. Sure, they saw that Jesus' face shone like the sun and his garments became white as light itself. Yes, Moses and Elijah were seen by them. Yes, they saw the bright pillar of cloud overshadow them. But we are driven today more to what they heard. They heard the Father thunder forth. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Upon hearing that, no, it's no wonder why they fell on their faces and were very afraid. They heard Jesus say, rise and don't be afraid. They heard him say, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. But the oddest thing they heard and saw was Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. What a conversation! But what were they talking about? Of all the things Matthew tells us, he doesn't tell us that. If we want to consider that conversation, we are thankfully not left alone to our own idle speculation. Our sinful hearts aren't given room to fill in the gap. Every inclination of the thoughts of man's heart is only evil all the time, Genesis tells us. But by the Holy Spirit, Luke helps us out. Luke tells us that they spoke of Jesus' departure, literally his exodus, which he was about to fulfill in Jerusalem. Christ's exodus, his going out, his departure, well, that's his death and his resurrection. And we do get hints of this from Matthew, including Jesus' command, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. When we consider this conversation that Jesus has about his departure, that he's doing it with the guys who represent all of the prophets, Moses and Elijah, that he directs his apostles not to preach until after his resurrection, we're clued into not just Jesus and his ministry, but what the entire Bible's all about. We see... No, we hear that the Lord 
and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. The Lord and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. And this includes his inspired preachers, the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament apostles. Though our focus today is a bit more on the Old Testament prophets. Nevertheless, the, Lord in, the Lord's inspired preachers talk about those things. Jesus' death and resurrection spoke as they were carried along by the Spirit, as we heard today. But this is what Peter says in 1 Peter. Concerning your salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them, to the prophets, that they were serving not themselves, but you. What this all means is that the Spirit of Christ, that is, the Holy Spirit, sent from Christ, he was at work in the prophets to tell about Christ and his work. And the prophets were doing this not for themselves, but the Spirit was doing this through them for you. So, why is there an Old Testament at all, as we call it? For your sake. And Jesus himself also says, Moses wrote of me. The prophets, of course, prophesied, the Lord promising and prophesying through them about Christ and his work. The Lord himself is talking about himself through the prophets, specifically his birth, his conquering of your sin, your death, and the devil himself by his death, as well as his resurrection on the third day. And the prophets did their prophesying, their inspired preaching, in two ways. First, they prophesied directly about Jesus' work. Moses said, a prophet like me will come. David prophesied, they pierce my hands and my feet. Isaiah prophesied, by his wounds we are healed. Isaiah earlier prophesies, the virgin will conceive a son whose name is Emmanuel. They also prophesied by the stories that they recorded, told in such a way to foreshadow, prefigure the work of Christ. Isaac was led up a mountain by his father to die. Moses pierced the rock with a staff. Jonah 
was in the fish three days, Elijah ascended into heaven. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the rest of the prophets. The Lord and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. And this is exactly why we rejoice to listen to the scriptures. They tell us of Christ, the spirit of Christ speaking through them. Christ is speaking in them. And about listening to the Christ who speaks, the Almighty Father commands us today, listen to him. And it would be good to take him literally rather than just some subjective feeling about listening to Jesus or following him. We do well to not despise sermons and his word, to not listen to Christ as he speaks in his word, to put it off, to leave it for another time, moment, day, is to be stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ears, resisting the Spirit. Each one of us has those things that edge out, waste away the time we could use to grow in our faith. Imagine a harvest season where the planting season was done like we plan to read God's Word diligently. But why read it diligently? It's because the Lord and His preachers always talk about His death and His resurrection. That's the story told throughout the various books of the Bible, from Genesis through Malachi, from Matthew through Revelation. The story is the same. Christ dying and rising for you, to save you. You are saved. Second Peter says today, we have something more sure, the prophetic word, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The only light is Christ who died and rose for you. That is the only thing that will brighten your days, give your conscience peace in the midst of sin, grant comfort when you mourn, pour on the balm of God's love in a dark and turbulent world. This is the reason why the Lord and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. He gives you eternal peace, hope, and comfort through his word. And this is the reason why the Father commands, listen to him. Listening to Jesus, actually listening to his word, which we call the Bible, will do all these things. It will enliven your zeal for Jesus. It will strengthen your faith in Him. It will increase your knowledge of Him. That is, you'll know Jesus better. It's because Jesus is speaking there, speaking of His death and His resurrection for you. And wherever Christ speaks, 
There the Spirit of Christ is at work on you. Your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. To trust in Jesus, the beloved Son, above all things. What a day on a mountain. It was six days, a Friday worth of days, when Jesus was on the mountain. The mountain of mountains, Calvary. There he died for you. Three days later he rose from the dead for you. And he was talking about all that with Moses and Elijah. And his transfiguration is a promise of eternal life. His and yours. The Lord and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. And so the Father says, listen to him. So Second Peter says, pay attention. Even more so today, listen to him. This is my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Of course we do. After all, the Lord and his preachers always talk about his death and his resurrection. In the name of Jesus, 